All right. Hello. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of TCB Radio Network on Facebook Live. Yay, we're back. It's July 2nd, 2019. My name is Krista Joy, and I'm your founder and host here at TCB Radio Network. My co-host and cover model, Elvis tribute artist, and the best grilled cheese sandwich maker in the world, Peter Alden, is in the other room tonight in the notes, and we are celebrating the life and legacy, the life and memory of Elvis Presley with a mission to share his legacy with the world. We've got some This Day in Elvis history for you. Elvis letters that have resurfaced and are up for auction, a ton of other stuff, and I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we're going to have another special uh, call-in guest tonight for Facebook Live. I want to say hi to everybody listening to us on the replay over on the podcast, and uh, before we get started, we're going to go ahead and... uh, Play the video like we always do and give uh, everybody some time to come in tonight. I see lots of beautiful faces already popping in. Thanks for being with us live. And uh, let me go ahead and start the video and uh, then we'll jump right into the news and all the fun stuff. So here we go. I'm going to turn the camera around, maybe. Okay, here we go. know it's time. (laughs) You guys, you're all here. Thank you so much for coming in. Okay, I want to stop, take a minute, and say hello to everybody that I can see right now. There's so many. Carol Williams is here. Janet is here, our head writer at tcbradionetwork.com. You guys, if you haven't already, you need to check out Janet's group. It's on Facebook. It's called Elvis Celebrating... Oh, I always do this, Janet. I'm so sorry. It's Elvis. Type it in, Janet. I'm sorry. I always forget the name of your group. But she's got 20,000 people in her Facebook group. It's phenomenal. And she has been a busy bee this week typing up fantastic, beautiful articles over on our blog. So if you haven't already, make sure you check out uh, some of the awesome, beautiful things that she's been posting at tcbradionetwork.com. I was hoping to have story time with Janet tonight and read one of them aloud to you, 
Uh, but I don't know if we're going to have enough time with this jam-packed episode. We're going to cram in as much as we can. Uh, but thank you for being here, Janet. Thank you all for the hearts. I appreciate that so much. Mike Durbin is here watching. Hi, Mike. Andrea is here. Sissy is here. Sissy has the awesome group. Elvis, find out what's happening then and now. 20,000 people strong on Facebook. If you haven't joined, go join Sissy's group today. And Peter is very proud to say that he beat he beat Sissy at sharing the episode tonight. They always have a little race to see who can hit the share button the fastest. I love that. If all hundreds of people that were watching would share the podcast or share the live video, that would be awesome. So uh, that's awesome. That's great. Susan Pilgrim's here who has a Facebook group called A Touch of Elvis. Thank you, Susan, for watching. I hope you'll share with us in your group, too. Mike's here. Hello. And uh, who is here? Diane Phillips is here. She says, Happy 4th of July, everyone. Diane, happy 4th of July to you, too. It's almost here. It's July 2nd already. Leslie Bennett is watching. Hey, haven't heard from you in a while, Leslie. Good to see you. Ellen Marie is here. And uh, so many people coming in. I can't, I can't even see them all. So, but be sure to say hello. Let me know you were here because we'll go back and uh, acknowledge you in the comments if we haven't already. Man, it's a good news week. It's great to be back. Um, we have some really, really, really fun stuff. Um, before I forget, though, I want to ask you if um, you would for me, go ahead and hit the share button. And also, let me know where you're watching from. Go ahead and type that in the comments as well. And if you can hear me. Let me know that too. <laughs> okay. And I want to tell you that we have a fantastic, another fantastic interview dropping tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Bill Morris, who of course was the sheriff, the mayor over in Memphis during the time Elvis lived there. He and Elvis got to be good friends. And Bill has some fantastic stories as well as a book. And uh, I'm going to be, we'll be talking more about that in a little bit. But make sure that you're subscribed to one or more of our pla podcast platforms. Uh, we are on Pocket Cast, Anchor, Stitcher, Player.fm, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And this week, Peter Allen's going to get the YouTube channel caught up so that all our interviews will be on the YouTube channel as well. And hopefully, we're going to fix the bugs so we'll be back up on iTunes and a couple of the other ones that actually have stopped at our Mike Miller episode. Um, but hopefully we'll get those caught up. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the podcast. Those interviews are magical and wonderful. And uh, we appreciate you listening to them. Good stuff there. So the first bit of news tonight I wanted to share is that some Elvis Presley letters have surfaced and are up for auction in the UK. I got this article from foxnews.com of all places. Here's what it says. A fascinating archive of letters chronicling the birth of Elvis Presley's career with Sun Records is up for auction in the UK this weekend. The letters, which were originally acquired from Sun Record Company in Memphis, span the period from July 1954 to December 1955. Auctioneer Andrew Aldridge told Fox News that the letters constitute one of the most important archives relating to Presley's early career to have come to auction in recent years. He said it relates to the earliest part of his career at Sun Records and the release of his first record, That's All Right, Mama. And uh, he typed this up in an email to Fox News. The archive even includes a rejection letter from an L.A. record company claiming that Elvis Presley Records 
would not sell in Los Angeles. Can you imagine? Don't let anybody reject you. Just keep on trying because you never know. Not everybody's opinion is correct. That's a good lesson right there. Aldridge notes that nine months later, Elvis released Heartbreak Hotel. Another letter, which was sent from a Miami record producer to Sun Records owner Sam Phillips, describes the challenges of distributing That's All Right Mama, which is referred to as Sun 209. The distributor writes, I think it's a great record. My immediate reaction in Miami was good, but in the northern part of Florida, they won't touch it as they consider it too racy. How about that? July 19th, 2019 will mark the 20, I'm sorry, the 65th, the 65th anniversary of the release of That's All Right Mama, something to celebrate coming up soon, July 19th. The letters cover all 10 Elvis songs released at Sun Records. The archive has a pre-sale estimate of $50,000 to $63,000 and will be auctioned by Henry Aldridge and Son on Saturday, June 22nd. Pretty neat. So, letters up for auction. Check that out. So, here's a fun article I found. Uh, while I'm bringing this up, though, if I could ask you, please go ahead and hit the share button if you haven't already. And uh, type in the comments where you're watching from. And uh, let me know if you knew. Did you know this? That Elvis Presley and Liberace had a surprising friendship. So I found this article on CloserWeekly.com. It's really nice. And it says, uh, in some ways, they could hardly have seemed more different. The hip-swiveling rocker who terrified teenagers' parents and the flamboyant pop classical pianist who won over everybody's grandmother. But Elvis Presley and Liberace had a, had a lot more in common than you might think. The connection between them is something very few people know about and fans would be surprised to learn. Richard Zoglin, who is the author of the new Elvis book, Elvis in Vegas, How the King Reinvented the Las Vegas Show, exclusively tells Closer Weekly in the magazine's latest issue. If I can pause right there and let you know, uh, another reason I picked this fantastic article is because author Richard Zoglin will be making an appearance with us here on TCB Radio Network. That's right. He's going to be the next author that we interview for the show. His publisher reached out to us and I uh, asked his publisher, hey, how'd you find out about us? And he said he belongs to every Elvis fan uh, group there is on Facebook, so he probably heard about us in one of the groups. So uh, to all those group admins out there that allow me to post the shows in your group, I want to thank you so much. Uh, we are spreading the word about TCB Radio. It's pretty cool that he reached out to me. So Richard Zoglin will be um, on the show in a couple weeks, and he's the one quoted in this article telling the story about Liberace and Elvis. Okay, so back to the article. It says, uh, when Elvis first played Vegas in 1956, audiences didn't know what to make of the snarling kid from Tupelo, Mississippi. So, manager Colonel Tom Parker arranged a meeting with the candelabra-loving showman. Liberace was very supportive of Elvis, who learned something from him, says Richard. Liberace had this over-the-top showmanship Elvis responded to. He started wearing gaudy gold suits the way Liberace did. Liberace said, you need more glitz in your act, and that led to what Elvis became. There may have been an even deeper bond between the two. Elvis had a twin brother who died at birth, and it's very odd that Liberace had a twin who died at birth also. I didn't know that, did you? I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, there was a bit of a mystical connection between them. 
The musical superstars were both driven, original performers, and were friendly all through Elvis's life, the author adds. Elvis's friends told me they liked each other. Elvis would send Liberace a bouquet of flowers when he opened in Vegas, Richard adds. No doubt Liberace never marked it return to sender. Richard's book will be published on July 23rd. This isn't the first time that nothing but kind words have been said about the incredible musician. His close friends recall him being a very humble and generous figure. We're talking about Elvis here. He treated us like family. He shared his home with us because he didn't want my mom to be away from her kids. Zola Lucky, the daughter of Liberace's longtime personal chef and house manager, Gladys Lucky, once exclusively told Closer Weekly. Actually, I guess we're talking about Liberace here. <laughs> he was rich, but you wouldn't know it. He'd always say thank you, and he was really humble. Around the house, we'd just have on shorts, flip-flops, and a t-shirt. What a guy. So, pretty neat article about the relationship between Elvis and Liberace. Uh, contributed uh, to that article, again, was our, our friend Richard Zoglin, who wrote the new book, Elvis in Vegas, How the King Reinvented Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Show. And we're going to have him on TCB Radio Network. And Janet, our head author, is going to write a book review. Yay! So, um, I want to show you these cute pictures of Liberace and Elvis real quick. Check it out. All right, and if you're listening on the podcast and can't see the photos, definitely go back and check out the archives, uh, our Facebook Live archives, so you can see these. So there's Liberace and Elvis. Look how cute they are. And there's Liberace singing. And then you see this famous face down here. Elvis is in the crowd looking up at Liberace, uh, watching him for things that would be to come. Flashy gold suits and showmanship. Pretty cool article. I loved it. It was really, really good, right? So there you have it. Liberace and Elvis. Who knew? Who knew? I love that article. Um, speaking of articles, this one has a video in it. <laughs> um, I want to ask you if you haven't already, go ahead and share. Hit the share button. Even if you're watching the replay, let everybody know that you got your uh, news, Elvis News on Facebook Live tonight with us here at TCB Radio Network. Okay, this article is on our site, tcbradionetwork.com, and uh, it's all about <laughs> Elton John, who wrote a porch, The Porch Swing in Tupelo, which is a song in tribute to Elvis Presley. So um, I guess with Elton John's uh, Rocket Man, the biopic, uh, being in the theaters right now, there's a lot of Elvis or Elton John news going around. And I grabbed um, some information about how Elvis and Elton John once met and put it on our website. And we broke the internet with this, uh, <laughs> this article. We got more views than we've ever gotten on our website with this one. So I wanted to make sure and uh, show you the pictures and show you what this looks like. And also, um, at the risk of getting taken down by the copyright people, I want to play you a little bit of this song. I probably shouldn't play the whole thing, but um, you can go to YouTube or go to TCBRadioNetwork.com, find this article, and you can play the whole song for yourself. So here's a picture of Elton John and Lisa Marie. So this is um, when Elton John went to an Elvis concert and uh, Elvis arranged for Elton to meet Lisa Marie because she loved and adored him. 
he was a kind of a teen idol at that time. So that's that. And then this right here is the video of the Elton John song called Porch Swing in Tupelo, which is a tribute to Elvis. So let me go ahead and see if I can play this, um, at least a little bit of it for you. taken down by Facebook. But look at these gorgeous pictures of Elvis. Isn't this a great video? And I really, really like the song too. So if you get time, you need to check this out. I didn't even know this existed. Um, it's a little bit sad to know that um, perhaps Elvis kind of saved Elton John's life in a way. Um, I've, I've included a link to an interview with Elton in this article where he shares that on that day when he went to see Elvis in concert and that picture was taken with him and Lisa Marie, he was startled by Elvis's appearance. He was really, really concerned about him um, and his health. And of course, you know, what ultimately killed him. And uh, Elton John decided to clean up his own life um, and live a little bit healthier and possibly, possibly, maybe sort of in an indirect way, Elton or Elvis saved Elton John's life because he inspired him to live a little bit better and take care of himself. So kind of an interesting story. And uh, you got to check out that song. I'm, I'm really, really fascinated these days by, I'm really fascinated these days by songs about Elvis or that are written in tribute to Elvis. And as I've started looking for them, I'm finding more and more really good ones out there. So it's kind of become a fun little hobby of mine. And apparently other people are interested in it too. Like I said, we put it up on TCB Radio Network and uh, more people have looked at that article than have looked at any of our other articles so far in our entire history. So pretty cool. All right. And I'm going to keep playing it a little bit here in the background. But today in Elvis history, let's move on and do that. July 2nd, 1954, the funeral for the two Blackwood brothers was held at Ellis Auditorium. Elvis and Dixie, who of course was his girlfriend at the time, and his parents were in the crowd. If you haven't already, make sure you go back and listen to our interview with uh, the fabulous Miss Dixie Locke. Uh, she is, she's a great lady. Her and I have been keeping in touch by email. She's um, just so sweet. So I hope you'll check out that interview. It's very rare. She doesn't like to talk and do interviews, so we were really lucky to have her on the show. July 2nd, 1955, Elvis performed at the Louisiana Hayride Municipal Auditorium in Shreveport. July 2nd, 1956, Elvis reported to the RCA studio at 2 o'clock p.m. where he recorded three songs, which were Hound Dog, Don't Be Cruel, 
in any way you want me. This was the first time that Elvis took over full leadership of his session, and he insisted on completing each song to his own satisfaction. How about that? July 2nd, 1961, Elvis traveled to Nashville to record six songs for the soundtrack of Follow That Dream. After the session, Elvis checked into the Anchor Hotel in Nashville before returning home to Memphis. July 2nd, 1973, Elvis performed at the Myriad Center Arena in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. July 2nd, 1974, Elvis performed at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City, Utah. July 2nd, 1976, Elvis performed at the Louisiana State University Assembly Center in Baton Rouge. So there you have it, this day in Elvis history, July 2nd. So uh, I want to take another quick break. We have so many people logging in tonight. It's so good to see you guys. Thank you for watching us live. Sharon Jones, AJ is here. Hello, hello. Um, Terry Lee is watching from the UK. Uh, who else is here that I haven't mentioned um, it says Id Lopez, and you're typing in another language. So thank you so much for watching tonight. I hope you can uh, hear me okay all the way wherever you are in that other country. And uh, Stephanie says she really liked the Elton John song. Hey, I was really glad when I found it. It was good. Hi, Anne-Marie is here from Australia. She loves our show. Thank you, Anne-Marie. And Janet Lee is here. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, you guys. Don't forget to hit the share button if you haven't already or if you're watching the replay. Um, I want to make a little shout out really quick uh, for our sponsor. If you would like to write a memoir or share your family history or impart your life wisdom, don't forget Mimosa Publishing offers a new memoir publishing package They've got expert writers, editors, and designers that will work with you to create your own custom professional book um, that includes writing, editing, front cover, custom design, back cover, your author photo, interior design, paper, printing, shipping. You also get 25 paperback books. Uh, bonus, they'll convert your book to an ebook and an audiobook and post them for you to Amazon.com. You receive profits directly from the sales of these books from Amazon. You can uh, go to Mamosa, M-O-M-O-S-A, publishing.com to find out more. And uh, Cass is here, also from Australia. Hello, welcome. So glad to have you. It's like tomorrow there. Thank you for watching. We appreciate you so much. Um, also, want to let you guys know that we posted, I told you when the interview started coming this summer, they'd be coming fast and furious. We just posted our most recent interview with uh, superstar Jonathan Lynn. He's a rising superstar. Maybe you haven't heard of him yet, but you will hear of him soon. He's, he's singing a fantastic song that was written by Ronnie McDowell. Of course, Ronnie McDowell is a very famous uh, guy in the Elvis world. Most people know who Ronnie is. Um, and Ronnie wrote this fantastic song for Jonathan, uh, dedicated to George Klein. So be sure to tune in, listen to that interview. You'll get to also see the video. If you go to tcbradionetwork.com, you'll see the music video. You can hear the song. And uh, check out Jonathan and follow him on his social media, because let me tell you what, he is going to be big time really, really soon. He already kind of is. So um, thank you, Jonathan Lynn, for coming on the show. And don't forget to check back tomorrow to all your favorite platforms because our interview with Bill Morris will be going live. 
Um, real quick, just to give you a little introduction to Bill Morris, um, let me go ahead and show you this. Um, I put up an article already on TCB Radio Network about his book, which is called uh, Bill Morris, A Legendary Life. He was a sheriff, a mayor, a humanitarian, and uh, he's written about his compelling journey from the depths of poverty to the heights of Tennessee politics. He was elected as one of the youngest sheriffs in Tennessee history. And uh, what we were really, really fascinated in, not that all of that isn't amazing enough, but um, he actually became a close friend and companion to Elvis Presley. He is the one that deputized Elvis and the members of his Memphis Mafia in 1965. You've probably seen that really famous picture of all of them sitting and the carpet is red and the curtains are red and all these guys with the badges. Well, that's Mr. Bill Morris. He's in that picture and he's the one that made it all happen. And let me tell you, it is a fascinating story. He tells it all on our podcast episode and he gave us such a good interview we were able to split it into two parts so part one will be um, going live tomorrow again thank you to our audio engineer uh, Peter Alden so be sure to check that out I will post a link everywhere but it'll also be on tcbradionetwork.com of course and um, the first half of that interview is really really good you're not going to want to miss it and uh, let me show you this picture of Bill and Elvis. This is this is a cool picture. Once again, if you're watch, if you're listening on the replay, um, you can go back to our Facebook page, which is at TCB uh, Facebook.com/tcbradio, and you'll find a link to our Facebook Live tonight, so you can see all these cool pictures that I'm showing. But it's basically Elvis and Bill, and their mouths are both kind of smiling, but also open because they're singing Amazing Grace together, apparently, in this picture. So it's kind of a moment in time captured. Um, at, I believe this is, was taken at George Klein's wedding. So there's Bill and Elvis. And then I wanted to show you this beautiful uh, cover of Bill's new book uh, that's just come out. And you can get this on Amazon.com and all kinds of places. So it sounds like in the other room we have our special guest calling in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the, uh, my contact, the one that helped us reach out yeah, to Bill and have him on the show, of course, is my best friend in the whole world, Mr. Don Wilson. And he's called in. He's calling in live. He's on the phone right now. Look, there's his name, Don Wilson. Don Wilson, welcome to TCB Radio Network on Facebook Live. Well, hello, Krista Joy. <laughs> it's always good to hear that sweet voice of yours. Oh, I love you, Don. You're my bestie. You know that. Uh, I love you too, darling. And Pete knows. <laughs> and Pete knows too. Yeah, he's totally fine with that. Hey, um, so you and I were talking on the phone last week, and I'm first of all, let me thank you so much. Your time is so valuable. I really appreciate you calling in. Um, but you have the cutest story to tell me. We were talking about uh, a film, a little film, called The Trouble with Girls a couple of weeks ago on the show because it's the 50th anniversary of The Trouble with Girls. And for those who aren't familiar, maybe you haven't seen the movie or you don't remember, that's the one where Elvis is in the white fedora looking all sexy and uh, the storyline was kind of, you know, whatever. But a cool part of the movie was that Vincent Price was in the movie. And uh, we talked on the show, we did some trivia, and we said in the trivia that 
Elvis and Vincent Price never met each other. And then, Don, when you and I talked on the phone, um, you had some interesting information for me. Apparently, you and Vincent Price were, uh, were friends before he passed away, and he had kind of an interesting story to tell you about all that. So will you share with everybody your, your Vincent Price story? Well, sure. Um, yeah, I, I got to be around uh, Vincent a couple of times, uh, and uh, it was over at uh, his art school that, it, that uh, it still stands. Well, anyway, he knows it, or he knew that I was a great admirer of his his work, and you know, we also started talking about Elvis. And he says, "You know, I really got to meet Elvis." He says, "Well, almost." He says, "At my meeting with him, there were so many guys that were around him: his handlers, you know, his bodyguards, and the makeup girl, and you know, you know, the Colonel Parker staff." He said, "It was just like a big." Uh, convention <laughs> what he said you know and so I came up to him and I put my hand through this throng of people and I shook his hand he was very polite and he smiled and nice to meet you about that time they just started pushing him on, him on. and so he says you know I was really looking forward to getting to know him but he says I don't think it's going to happen he said unfortunately it didn't. He said, I got to shake his hand and say, say hello, but that was pretty much the gist of it. But, uh, wow. But, uh, yeah, he, he, you know, uh, Vincent, you know, he, he told me to call him Vinny, so it took me a while to get around to doing that and feeling comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great fan of Elvis's and his, and his music, and he did tell me that, and he appreciated art and entertainers and this and that, so... Uh, but I just thought that was a nice little insight, and uh, that's not out uh, on the internet because not everything's on the internet. <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah, and we found our, you know, our trivia from a fairly trusted source, and probably everybody in the world, maybe that's done homework on the trouble with girls, read that Elvis and Vincent Price never met in person. And so it's really, really cool to have your perspective, somebody that knew Vincent personally, and you heard a different story. So tell me how you got to meet your your pal Vinny. <laughs> well, Vinny, <laughs> well, what happened was is that um, I knew he was opening up this uh, art museum, and I had to get out there, and I, I said, well, perhaps there's a chance that I'll be able to meet him. And I did, and it was pretty much rushed and I remember he was in a suit and he was wearing glasses and he was older than I remembered him in the films but he was such a gracious and a kind man and um, he told me or he asked me he said uh, so you're a great admirer of mine and I said yes and I, I collect your movies back then on VHS remember that um, <laughs> <laughs> tapes I'm really dating myself but and he says besides that what do you uh, collect and I told him, "Oh, TV guides." And he says, "Come see me next week." And I did. And uh, he had uh, given me, and I still have it, uh, the TV guide when Man Landed on the Moon, and it has his uh, subscription label right on it. Wow! So that's that's what's you know unique to me uh, because it's still part of you know art. I mean, things that people collect, people that care about things. And um, he gave me a life mask of himself, you know, from, I think, one of his films. But Kind of creepy. Was, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, people think, tend to think he, uh, it's creepy. But when you really get, really get to know Vincent Price, 
and I wish I'd known him better than I did because uh, I wasn't really too close to him. But um, he was nothing like uh, his films, you know. And I asked him, I said, well, Benny, do you ever watch any of your movies? He said, oh, heavens no. He said, I, I scare myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, that was a good answer. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 was, he, was, he liked the garden, he loved art, and so forth. He was nothing like the image. He was a leading man uh, in his uh, earlier days, so... But, uh, yeah, he, he was an Elvis admirer as well. And it's a shame that uh, because of the circumstances, he didn't get to, you know, be around him and really get to know him. But uh, mm. he had been there to shoot his scene, and Elvis, I guess, was preparing to do his. But uh, wow, wasn't to be, and Vincent went on. <laughs> well, one of the cool things about being on Facebook Live is we've got people talking to us. And we actually have two friends watching tonight from Australia. And um, Anne-Marie says that she'll be in Memphis on August 11th. Um, now, Don, I know you've spent a ton of time in Memphis. You have so many memories there. Do you maybe, can you tell us one of your favorite Elvis memories from Memphis or Elvis Week memories from Memphis? Well, yeah, I lived there 24-7 for many years. Uh, there's so many. I remember that... Um, uh, I remember there was this one night that um, there was this one girl that was uh, uh, following Elvis around and uh, ended up, you know, stopping over there by the Piccadilly restaurant. You know, this was really late at night and everything, and Elvis turned the tables on her, walked up and, you know, knocked on the window, and she just drove away. <laughs> it was too much for her. It's almost like, well, you got me now. You didn't know what to do. You know? Oh, that's too funny. I, I don't know what I would do either. You know, if you were actually there after thinking about it for so long, I, I can imagine how terrified she <laughs> she must have been. <laughs> yeah, the great, yeah, the great thing about uh, Elvis is that, you know, you, you, you'd be in traffic and then, and then you'd see a reaction of someone's face, like you'd be at a stoplight and then Elvis would be driving. And uh, the person looked over and said, oh, my God, it's Elvis. Elvis acknowledged him, and about that time, the light turns green, he's gone. You know? <laughs> it's like, well, that was Elvis, you know? <laughs> was it Elvis? Did I dream that? It was it really him? Yeah, I can only imagine. And everybody, if, if you've listened back to our podcast archives, I think we've had Don on twice for a pre-recorded interview, and he actually knew Elvis as well. He met Elvis and spent time with Elvis. Um, can you tell everybody real quick how how that all came to be uh reader's digest version yeah. mm -hmm. uh, I, I met him at the astroworld hotel uh, the, the day he uh, did the uh, press conference for uh his first live appearance outside vegas at the astrodome he was at the astroworld hotel and um my father had arranged me to, to meet him and I went through colonel parker joyce Rosito, and all that and he um, said, hi, I'm Elvis Presley, like I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he shook my hand, you know, and, and he, you know, he, he signed an album for me, and uh, it was Clambake, and he was like, he said, you like this album? I said, yeah. And he said, well, he looked at it, and he said, well, there's a couple of good songs on here. He said, Big Boss Man, Guitar Man. Of course, those are bonus songs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, about... Um, well, that was February of 70, and November uh, 1971, 
my father and I got to, to go backstage to see him in Dallas uh, November 13th, and then eight days later, my parents and sister were killed. A train hit them, and um, Elvis found out about it, and I got to see him uh, next time he was fairly close to to where I was in Texas. I went to see him in San Antonio with my aunt, and I remember that uh, he came, uh, I went up to see him, uh, and Joyce Pazito got me in, uh, and he's, he, he hugged me, and he said, I want you to remember this, and my aunt wrote it down. He said, as a great philosopher once said, to live in the hearts that we leave behind is not to die. He says, you'll see your family again. Mm. And that just stuck with me all these years. And then he made time for me, uh, five minutes there, five minutes there, and then there was... Uh, you know, later on, I got to go to Memphis and hang out with him, but I wasn't, you know, around him, you know, all the time. You know, I wasn't a close, close friend or anything, but uh, he made time for me when he could. And, uh, he was great. I mean, what can I say, you know, but uh, there's so many stories that just kind of flood back, you know. It's just, it's just like uh, his buddy Cliff Gleave says, well, Colonel, you've got to trigger me. <laughs> <laughs> a trip he, he was uh, he would keep Elvis in stitches you know he'd come into a room and say good God Elvis good God mister what it is what it will be you know and, uh, uh, you bet your life mister and you may have to he had all these catchphrases you know and he would tell Elvis things like I mean this is before I was around but you know because this was back in the early 60s I mean even Red would tell me and, and so forth but uh, Cliff would say something along the lines just like uh well, I'm going to go to the Super Bowl, or, and uh, and then he's like, okay. And he said, then you'd, you'd watch the TV, and there he is. He, he's, he's sitting there in LBJ's box. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and Elvis would be saying, hey, is that Cliff? <laughs> <laughs> Cliff was a friend of Howard Hughes, too, so yeah, that was But uh, he kept it a secret that he knew Elvis, and he told me that uh, he had actually arranged that uh, Howard Hughes was living at the Desert Inn at the time, and he owned the, the hotel. And he wanted to see Elvis, but he didn't want him to know that uh, he was in the audience. And Howard Hughes, at the time in 1971, uh, you know, nobody really knew what he looked like by at that time. So there was uh, Howard Hughes watching Elvis at uh, the Hilton. Hmm. I think they changed everybody to the Hilton at the time, but Cliff couldn't tell Elvis. He told me, and he told George and Richard, you know, but there's a story that you don't hear too much. Wow. Unbelievable. And Don has got so many great stories, and, I mean, his his biography is out of control. His accomplishments, all the things that he's done, the people he's met, but he's also an accomplished singer. So before we let you go, Don, because I know you're so busy, I want to give you a chance to plug your CDs. Um, they're going to be available online soon for everybody because uh, Peter and I are going to make that happen for you. <laughs> but tell them about your your two CDs that you have. Well, bless your heart. Yeah, I, I consciously didn't record any Elvis songs, even though I had been ETA for a while. Because you can't record in sound. And to me, I mean, you know, I couldn't do it as good as Elvis. So I said, well, I'm going to do some different things. So. I did some country, I did some rockabilly, and I, uh, I'd known Johnny Cash, and I, uh, John knew about it, and I did a tribute album to him, and right in the midst of it, he passed away, so there's two albums, there's uh, We're 
Billy Swan uh, sings a duet with me on I, I, I Can Help, which is what he, he wrote and had a big massive hit on. Of course, Elvis cut it later. And um, the second album was tribute to Johnny Cash. And uh, it is available through my website. It, the, the link goes to a, um, um, where does it go to? Uh, eBay. Okay. But, but whatever helps you, you can, you know, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, we're gonna get it up on Spotify and everything else. But um, I appreciate that. Yeah, we want to plug your your site too, Don Wilson's Hollywoodbeat dot com, right? Well, bless your heart. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, that's got a lot of pictures, and it's got uh, um, an Elvis page, and now we're expanding it. And uh, uh, I wasn't doing too much with it for a while because I, I had a terrible internet service, but now I've got a great one. So pushing forward with that and then Sissy Young from uh, uh, the president of the Help Us Find Out What's Happening fan club she's got her own uh, corner it's called Sissy's Corner and she's starting to write you know for the website as well as on the radio there's all these different pages uh, on the radio one you know mm -hmm. uh, you and Pete or uh, and TCB radio network is, is highlighted oh, and and also, um, Mindy, I mean, I'm just talking fast because I know you got to get on with some other stuff on the show. And, of course, Mindy Miller, she's got her page. So I think there's some stuff there that you uh, all might, you know, like to check out. Absolutely. Everybody go check it out. Don Wilson's HollywoodBeat.com. He's also got a Facebook page. Um, check out his CDs and uh, so much more to come from Don Wilson. And we are so grateful to you, friend. We owe you so much. Um, you've been such a tremendous blessing to us here at TCB Radio Network. Thank you for sharing your connections and, and uh, being such a good friend to the show. We love you, man. Well, you know, I love you too. And, you you know, you're my bestie. What can I say? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think the world of uh, Peter Alden too. You know, he's a great guy. I think I think the world of both of you. Oh, thanks. And I, I'm, and I'm blessed to be friends with uh, both of you because you're, you're wonderful people. Oh, thank you so much, Don. And we can't wait to have you on for a full interview. We, we want to keep you on for two hours, but I'm just running out of time. So, But thank you so much for, for uh, calling in tonight. Well, maybe we could do this every week. Don Wilson's Hollywood Beat on TCBRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little snippet or there we go. take up this much time. Yeah, but, uh, yeah because you, you snuck right up on me today. That's I, right. <laughs> Last minute, he came on the show. You're, you're you're awesome. Thank you so much, Don. We'll we'll uh, we'll speak again soon. <laughs> okay, thank you, Chris. I'm gonna watch the rest of the show. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll take care. All right. See ya. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it, uh, Mr. Don Wilson on TCB on TCB Radio Network on Facebook Live. How about that? So I think it's been really fun. We've had we've been having people call in um, to the Facebook Live show, and the amazing thing is they're cool with it. They're cool with being on the spot. They uh, love sharing their memories of Elvis. And man, I, I can't say enough good things about our wonderful friend Don Wilson. Uh, there's even YouTube video of Elvis acknowledging Don from the stage, which is so amazingly cool. I can't even wrap my brain around it. Um, but at this time, I want to go back, and um, we're going to have story time with Janet. I think Janet's still watching live, and um, she one of her articles is uh, that she's put up this week um, was called The Royal Touch, and I want to go ahead and read that aloud to you guys. 
And you can also just go over to tcbradionetwork.com and see it for yourself. Um, but I want to read maybe part of it, maybe the whole thing. We'll see how I do on the time. Um, this is a beautiful, beautiful article from your friend and mine, head writer at tcbradionetwork.com, Janet Bostic. So here's, the, here's what it's called, the royal touch. And Janet says, it's senseless to discount the senses. See what I did there? I like that. In the study of science, one of the earliest lessons is on the five senses, just after the three forms of matter. As children, you often ponder which sense you would give up if you were forced to make a choice. It's, a nat it's as natural as finding shapes in the clouds or wishing you could fly like a bird. Most would hate to be without sight or sound for obvious reasons. You relish the amazing beauty in the sunset or a special loved one's face. Nature's bounty of color and design astound no matter what your age. An endless variety of plants and flowers and wildlife and seasons fill your mind's eye. The waves of the vast ocean slapping the shore, some soft, some voracious, and a rainstorm's mighty roar are heard just by their mere mention. Laughter is sweet and voices cherished. Taste and smell are related, both crucial as well. Foods come to mind, but there is so much more. I got a whiff of a freshly mowed yard yesterday, and for an instant I was transported to a summer evening in Halea, on Halea Street. I saw my father putting the lawnmower away as evening was beginning to envelop the day. Inside, my mother was putting the finishing touches on steak and gravy and mashed potatoes and fresh sweet corn cut from the cob and fried, a true labor of love, something I probably haven't tasted in 25 years. The images were fleeting but very delightful. Often sadly overlooked in significance is the sense of touch. I can't imagine a world without it. When one of my sons was very small, he would ask for me to soft him when he was upset or troubled. Placing my hand on his face and gently stroking his cheek for a few minutes provided a sense of calm security for him. That loving, soft touch provided more to his well-being than words ever could have. When my father was dying, I spent the entire night holding tight to his hand until he left this world, never once letting go. I value that memory, and I hope it provided a comfort for him as well. He wasn't consciously aware, but I'm convinced he knew. There have been occasions... I needed that touch, especially in recent times. Not a soft stroke across the face like my son, but a touch of a hand to grasp the reality of something I wasn't sure truly existed. The touch proved it was very real. It was paramount and always will be. It hurts to no end when a touch is suddenly and painfully ripped away. In the case of Elvis Presley, all five senses matter. The physical beauty of the man is obvious and needs no further explanation. Just as we drank in every ounce of him, we equally fed off the returned looks of love and adoration. The sound of his beautiful voice, his spoken words, and his laughter are instantly recognizable the world over. No one else sounds like him, and our ears immediately pinpoint the Presley dialect. At a time when many stars sought to minimize their accents, he had no need to do so, ever. His music fills us with the notes that came so naturally. His voice seemed effortlessly perfect. To this day, his singing is one of an instant melody of joy and harmony and emotion, and hearing not only his songs, but his words, brings comfort when nothing else can. 
No matter the circumstances, I can sit and let him fill my spirit and my soul, and a silent peace embraces my heart. It's like being lovingly wrapped in comfort from the inside out, and the connection is sublime. For most of us, there are only a few voices that can provide such feelings. There are two other voices that evoke similar tenderness for me, but his is the most viable. He thrived off of the returned sounds of applause and affirmation and praise, all well-deserved. It's harder to identify taste and smell in relation to Presley. Perhaps, metaphorically, the taste of success spurred him forward. It said he often wore brute cologne and canoe and zizani. Is that how you say it, Peter? I don't know. Zizani? They weren't as many choices for, men, for men's fragrances back then. For those that knew him firsthand, surely the smells remind him, remind them of him to this day, just as I love aqua velva and Old Spice for similar reasons. It's the memory. The physical touch, what can be said about this in less than multiple volumes of work? <laughs> what can be said about it? Look at photo after photo after photo, hands outstretched from man to fan, and fan to man. To touch him was just shy of a spiritual experience both ways. Fans that touched him, even briefly, have a cherished thought to forever hold. I truly think for Elvis that returned touch was equally as crucial to all that he was and his very well-being. Movies and recordings were wonderful, but it was that one-on-one -on -one audience, individual and personal touches that brought him to life. You can see it reflected in his face and in his stance. He thrived with it, craved it, and like the rest of us, it provided him with assurance. All was indeed right and true and sincere. The one-of-a-kind, never-to-be-duplicated Presley touch equals love personified. No matter what else around him changes in the name of progress, that importance of that touch, his touch, will forever live on. What a great article. Thank you so much, Janet Bostic, our head writer at tcbradionetwork.com. We are so honored um, to have you on the team. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Thank you so much. Okay, and uh, I wanted to just move up to some today's news as well. Uh, before we finish for tonight, if you all would for me, don't forget to hit the share button. Uh, I want to remind you of that. Whether you're watching live or watching the replay, we really, really appreciate it. It helps us get the word out about the show. Um, but Graceland uh, released a press release about uh, Priscilla Presley. She is hosting what they're calling Elegant Southern Style Weekend at Graceland. Here's what they had to say. The unique event will celebrate the food, fashion, architecture, design, and culture of one of the most popular regions in all the world, the American South. In Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Priscilla Presley will host an elegant Southern-style weekend, weekend oh, I keep saying it like that, at Graceland, September 27th through 29th, 2019, a unique celebration of the American South. Priscilla will be joined by premier chefs, designers, event planners, and lifestyle experts who will show guests how to incorporate the magical Southern culture into their own style. The weekend will feature informative and inspirational seminars, lively one-of-a-kind parties and events, experimental hands-on workshops, delicious food, and more, all at one of the most elegant and iconic destinations in the world, Graceland. Priscilla said, 
The years I spent living at Graceland are among the most memorable in my life. There are so many reasons I love Memphis and the entire southern region of the United States. It's the food, the gorgeous homes and gardens, it's the unique combination of style and substance, and for sure, it's the people. There's just nothing like the warmth of a southerner. I'm really excited to celebrate southern style at Graceland with our amazing lineup of speakers and events. During the three-day weekend, guests will have the opportunity to see, learn, and do from special guests at five seminars covering topics such as southern hospitality, entertaining, outdoor living, home and garden, southern decor, home cooking, southern style, <laughs> so much stuff here. Um, they're going to have engaging conversation with multiple experts, demonstrations, it goes on and on. They've got tickets available at graceland.com. And uh, I look, I clicked on the link to look at the tickets, and uh, I just want to show you. I, I got a little bit of sticker shock, but check this out. So when you go to Graceland.com, this is what you see. Um, I love the peacock. That's pretty cool. But it says elegant Southern style weekend ticket prices. Uh, the VIP pack, VIP package, as you can see here, is $599. And uh, which is about, which is just a little less than an annual pass at Walt Disney World. You could go for the whole year for about 600 bucks. Uh, deluxe package is $299. But um, to be fair, let's take a look at what this big VIP package includes. So you get a lot of stuff. You get a Southern Style Welcome Basket, personal autograph photo op with Priscilla, a Taste of the South Dinner Party. You get to go to that. Um, so that sounds fun. The Welcome Y'all Party, which is after dinner on Friday. You get to head over to the Graceland Exhibition Center to experience a few things Southerners love most, such as line dancing and bourbon tasting. You get front of the house seating at five elegant Southern style seminars, and there they are, all listed. And they've got some pictures of food on here. Bellinis and Bites at the Barn Dinner Party. You get to go to Sides of the South Taste and Learn. Front of the house seating for the Style of Graceland show. Two hands-on interactive workshops. You get a VIP exclusive Elvis Entourage VIP Graceland tour. Elvis Presley's Memphis three-day access. And Graceland Exhibition Center three-day access. So that's the Mac Daddy package uh, for Priscilla's Southern Style Weekend. If you want to go enjoy that, it's um, going to set you back about 600 bucks. Um, for that uh, three-day event. Interesting, though. I just thought it was kind of cool that Priscilla's having her own event um, at Graceland. So I thought I would share that with you guys. And you can go to graceland.com, make your own decisions on how you feel about that. I tried to poll some of my close friends, and I didn't get any response. So no comment on that. <laughs> but wanted to share it. I thought it was interesting. And... Uh, before we sign off tonight, I want to let you know, since you're here live, you get the news first. We are going to be back with Facebook Live on July 16th. That's right. In just two weeks, we'll be back doing TCB Radio Network on Facebook Live. So make sure and meet us right back here. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow to our website and all of our social media outlets where we'll be making the big announcement about the Bill Morris interview part one going live. You're not going to want to miss that. It's phenomenal. Bill tells it like it is. He doesn't, you know, he was not an employee of Elvis, you know, and so he had, he had a way of speaking to him that other people did not. He was able to be very upfront with Elvis and very honest. And I think that Elvis really appreciated his friendship 
and knowing him for so many reasons, but that was one of them. He, Bill told him like it was. So thank you so much, everyone, for watching from all over the world, from Australia tonight. And uh, my friend, I think, was in Brazil or a South American country where they speak Spanish. I want to thank you for watching. Everybody in our United States of America, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Celebrate with your families. Have some fun. Set off some fireworks. Do whatever it is that you usually do on 4th of July. Enjoy it. And we'll see you right back here in just a couple of weeks. Don't forget to share the video. And uh, you've been a beautiful audience. Thank you so much for watching us tonight. TCB Radio Network on Facebook Live. Have a wonderful week and a great evening. We'll see you again real soon.